0: So podcasting remotely can be challenging, and getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one, web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal-clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link, and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash Rocks and enter the promo code gleeontherocks, You'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's z e n . a i slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. What the, the fuck is real? <laughs> is with the lighthouse. <laughs> You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily, and I'm Mandy, and this is uh season four, episode five, "The Role You Were Born to Play." We uh, this isn't like a two part Glee episode, but it's basically a, a two part Glee yeah, episode. Yeah, kind of
1: is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: the uh, The quick rundown of this episode is uh the Glee Club prepares for their biggest roles yet. As auditions for Greece begin, Artie hopes to cheer up Finn with the help of the returning Mercedes and Mike. Which, I guess, spoiler, uh, footballer Ryder Lynn, which is his real name, is also introduced to the gang. I did not remember his name was Ryder Lynn. I just remember that it was Ryder. What a douche.
1: Yeah, I...
0: So, I guess we have to put a content warning in here. Yeah. Because we're going to have to talk about Ryder Lynn um turns out his actor is a fuckhead um and watching the
1: episode like it was one of those situations where i immediately disliked him and i'm like i'm gonna have to try to
0: mm-hmm. judge the
1: character not based on the actor
0: mm-hmm. yep yep yeah that sucks it kind of sucks that this show has has this many characters that you have to to judge yeah,
1: it really does
0: Based on their... Just, like, ignore what their actors do. Like we do with Puck. We will talk about him. And he is... Puck kind of disappears in the show. Um,
1: Which was nice for us.
0: Nice for us. Not great for the storylines. Because yeah. he was, like, episode one pilot character. Um, writer Lynn is also... Kind of a a main newbie, as far as I recall. Um, yeah, he
1: definitely is. They've, key, they've got that whole main love yeah.
0: triangle. He has key plots, key plot points, key plot relationships. We cannot ignore him. Uh, we will absolutely ignore his actor for yes. being an asshole and an abuser. Um, so that's how we're going to proceed with that so thumbs up all good yes um and if and if there's another way you would like us to handle this let us know but that is how we are gonna do it
1: yeah that that's that's actually what i was gonna say like if if there are things at any point that we don't know about or we could be handling in a different way Mm -hmm. we're open to suggestions but i think just ignoring the actor is the best way to do it
0: we can't get rid of him legally. So this is how we we're going. To it. <laughs> we, we Googled it.
1: Yeah.
0: Turns out it's a big no. Yeah. Um, so this is what we're going to try. Um, so, yeah. So we've got our uh, our Grease episodes. Um, Artie is uh, throwing a musical because the first one went so well. Um. So, yeah, so we have uh, we have Finn here who is working at Hummel Tires and Lube, the best small business in town. There is kind of an odd sense, and I don't know if this is just me being picky, but do you get a sense in the show that hard labor and trades work are considered to be lesser jobs?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's like even with Bert, like Mm -hmm. when they wanted to give him more to do, they
0: made him a congressman. Yeah, they made him
1: a congressman. Like they gave him a more like prestigious job.
0: Uh Uh-huh. When he could have set up three more tire shops and had like a small business empire.
1: Which would have been more.
0: He could have employed dozens of people in this small town, but instead he like left to become a congressman. Which, again, you can, like, weigh the pros and cons of do you do more good in a position of yeah. government power or do you do more good actually paying the people in your community?
1: And for Glee, I don't even think they were considering it that deeply because it no, is like, a very consistent thing. I mean, if you look at Marley, like, they wanted her mom to be, you know, a problem she had to overcome. So they mm-hmm. gave her a, like, service job.
0: Yep. Yeah, and so Finn here, he couldn't hack it in the better job of being a performer, so he's slumming it as a mechanic, which is very likely better paid.
1: Yeah, really. Mechanics, they're not cheap.
0: No. Not at all. That
1: is a skilled labor position, Mm -hmm. You can't just hire off the street. So if he's got a mentor that's been teaching him the specifics of being a mechanic, like that's that's pretty good training.
0: I don't know if there's anyone listening to this podcast who needs to hear this, but trades work is incredibly well paid and is never going to go away.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean... Finn could have hit up the local community college, worked at Hummel Tire and Lube while getting, like, an auto mechanic, like, Mm -hmm. education and and been pretty well set up. Oh, yeah. He's
0: already got the job.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's literally already got the job.
0: Yeah. He's not going to have to go look for it. Yeah. So, anyway, that's your PSA for the day that... (laughs) Trey's work is not lesser work, and the show doesn't need to tell you that. Um, but in the world of Glee, yeah, um, Artie,
1: and then <laughs> the... needs something quote unquote better to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, so Artie comes looking for Finn to co-direct the Grease musical because that will bring him out of his funk.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, instead of I don't know finding fulfillment in the work that he's doing, <laughs> I guess. Of course. Yeah. Um, we do encounter a problem that is a reoccurring problem with the Glee Club, and that is there are not enough people <laughs> to take all the roles. And I, I kind of appreciate that this comes up again, but does it seem realistic to you that they are national champions, they are full of hot people yeah, and girls, I mean,
1: and they I still literally... can't get people like, they literally already did this, like, and mm-hmm. I, I do get that if they're trying to, like, it's it's a new group of people, but also I don't think that much would, like, systemically change. Mm-hmm. Like, you already had the entire football team joining the Glee Club. Mm-hmm. Like, your last quarterback was basically, like, the male lead. It's not going to be that different
0: and it, it's not like the entire football team is different now that they won't remember that their quarterback yeah. was the head of the glee club.
1: Yeah, I mean there would be some people there who were juniors when Finn was a <laughs> senior.
0: Yeah. Who were like, "Oh right, that was that was our our QB yeah. who also did glee club and it was fine." Um but it is glee.
1: Yeah. But it's Glee. But it's Glee.
0: But this is where we meet our our next new uh, newbie, writer, Lynn.
1: Yeah, I didn't remember his last name either.
0: Yeah. Not Ryder Flynn, the yeah. Disney character. What,
1: what? Why did they do that? Like, why? Why? Why?
0: I, to be asshole, I don't... <laughs> name recognition, I get maybe... Yeah. Um, he has a beaver cut. Um, okay. He is on the football team, but doing the worm during practice. Uh, and Coach Beast tells Flynn that what makes him special is that he can move people. Finn, that is. Yeah. I do like the first half of season four, Finn. hmm you
1: yes it it makes me sad because i'm like i feel like this was i i feel like
0: they were setting this spin up to be someone that we liked
1: yes like Mm -hmm. i feel like if his storyline had been allowed to reach a natural conclusion it would have been really satisfying and it Mm -hmm. would have been a nice parallel Mm -hmm. yeah so i do like it but it's sad it's sad yeah
0: yeah, this Finn does feel like a person growing into a real human being.
1: And, yeah.
0: Like, at least trying to grow into trying. a real person.
1: There is one major mess up here uh, in this episode. And I've. Most of the notes I took on this episode have to do with the incredible amounts of, like, various phobias and isms in this episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that later since it ties in with a different storyline but Mm -hmm. it was jarring for me to go from being like pretty happy with Finn in this episode to like oh yeah he is still that guy
0: well I do wonder if he I mean we can go right into it if we're talking about Finn because he is is he still that guy or is that the writers trying to create tension with Sue?
1: I mean it may be yeah but
0: because he's super chill about unique wanting to play Rizzo
1: yeah and that's
0: that's and one of the things
1: that was jarring like because he's fighting Sue's transphobia mm-hmm. and then like fights it with his own like ableism
0: yes it
1: felt like a weird choice to have that character do in that scene yes he kind of lost the high ground he had there
0: it was very odd so it was it was odd to have I mean I I it, I don't know if it was odd to have Artie not agree with Finn about yeah. casting Unique as Rizzo. Like, would, would Artie even give a shit? I, think um, do, but I don't think he would either. And then... To have Finn be so vehemently pro-Unique felt like character development. Because it seemed like he had finally understood the point of glee club being what makes us unique mm. is what makes us different and special and like that's how we are together as the club but then what he says about sue's kit like what are we yeah what are we doing here like i it to me felt like the writers forcing uh, a conflict with sue to carry over into the next episode
1: i mean that's the only way it makes sense and even then it only makes sense from the writer perspective not from the character perspective Mm -hmm.
0: yeah because they're just they're they're working at their opposites he how is he Mm -hmm. unless they're trying to say something about how someone can be um open towards one Uh, group and closed off towards another but is glee ever that i mean subtle
1: if they are i have to say they did it well because they're also showing sue did the same thing because sue Mm -hmm. really did like put her ass on the line for kurt like she put her money where her mouth was right when it came to the bullying situation but she's gonna turn around and like blatantly bully a transphobic student
0: oh yeah she's fully transphobic about unique in a way
1: that's that like, rant whoa. <laughs> in the bathroom um, yeah. because Sue walks in on Marley and Unique talking and like, mm-hmm. holy shit, I did not remember how vile mm-hmm. that dialogue was. Yeah. Like that, it genuinely made me uncomfortable to listen to. I'm like, I don't, even though I know Glee is trying to like keep Sue a villain because mm-hmm. they need her to be a villain, even though she's proven over and over she's not that much of a villain. Exactly. Uh, I don't think they would have gotten with a, gotten away with it now.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Cause that was that was some like direct transphobic It language. was
0: Well and you have to wonder if anyone did anyone on set was anyone like, hey, maybe it was a little far, perhaps? Yeah, or was it I just mean, the time yeah. where people were like, no, that's fine. You can like, say that nothing, to a child.
1: If nothing else, like I don't know. It makes me feel awful that Alex Newell, as an actor, mm-hmm. had to listen to that. Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, it was too much for the scene, and it was not the only time too. Like, yeah. Sue says vile things throughout the entire episode. <laughs> Just like, okay, that we get it. You hate this person.
1: Yeah, um, and, and she. I, I- I wanted to look this up so I did make sure I had like the most up-to-date information I could find but Alex Newell is um, non-binary uh, gender non-conforming mm-hmm. and go by all pronouns so like it is a personal thing it's mm-hmm. kind of like making Chris Colfer listen to all of the homophobic slurs like oh, yeah. the role but also mm-hmm. you're
0: saying right it right to their
1: face yeah you're saying it right to their face
0: and at no point does anyone really get into Sue's face to be like, you need to stop.
1: Yeah, no. Instead of someone acting, I mean, Finn defends Unique to the extent, because the deal is that Unique wants to play Rizzo, so mm-hmm. it would be, you know, gender bending the role as far as they're concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they also compare it to Sandy having brown hair. Yeah. Which, like, I get it, but... Yeah.
0: What if Sandy had brown hair? (laughs) Like, yeah, what if she did?
1: (laughs) What if she did?
0: She would be ugly because brunettes are ugly, Mandy. Didn't you know? She wouldn't be hot enough for Danny Zuko.
1: (laughs) Sue in this episode, just... I was not feeling it. Mm -mm. A lot of the times... And Jane Lynch is an amazing actress. So a lot of the times she can pull Sue into a place that's like funny mm-hmm. and enjoyable to watch her be horrible but this was just horrible yep
0: yeah, it was someone called jane lynch up and asked her how she felt about this
1: yeah i, I like i'm inclined to think like surely she wasn't super comfy with it mm-hmm. what's
0: well, always interesting too when people talk about the character of sue sylvester in retrospectives like oh she was so mean to kurt and she was so mean to so-and-so like they very rarely bring up how this scene people's memories of sue sylvester is how mean she was to kurt like
1: "Mm, but this yeah i mean this was horrific Uh, yeah and part of it i think is that by the time she was insulting kurt that we saw she already had a little bit of a fondness for kurt Mm -hmm. like kurt was a cheerio kurt was you know Mm -hmm. they had other interactions this was just like boom just met you you know within the last few episodes gonna tell you how much i despise your life choices now
0: It's like hey i just met you and i hate you yeah so what else happened we have marley yes who is more adorable every time and i'm ashamed at myself that i did not give her the time of day the first time i watched this
1: she is she is very adorable and very genuine in a way that i like Mm -hmm. she is the anti-rachel yes she is which I feel like should be really corny, but instead I just like her. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yes, she obviously wants to play Sandy. Yes. Um, because all girls want to play the lead role, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. I would have never.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, except for the POC ones, apparently, because oh, of course, they all get the uh, the
0: yeah. I did love their um, Marley and Unique singing Blow Me One Last Kiss. Their their little um, uh, friendship is quite nice.
1: I also really liked because, um, like, the kitty decides to go for the same role, and like, Naturally. people like love I don't know.
0: They're the blob
1: 2.0. They're the blob 2.0, exactly. Marley,
0: Jake, Kitty, and Ryder are the blob 2.0.
1: Yeah. So, because Marley and Ryder are oh no having conversations mm-hmm. um Jake and Kitty do a song together and I really liked their song too
0: yes um what is it is it everybody talks yes yes I really like that song as well mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of fun the, the, whisper.
1: the uh final thing on my list of reasons why the, okay I like this episode because it fully took place in the high school and i didn't Mm. have to overly focus on the excruciating pain uh, (laughs) outside of that one scene i assume we're saving yes but kitty's fat phobia again
0: oh my god it was so bad jesus christ like
1: who wrote this episode and did they just decide to like attack every possible insecurity anyone could have from any angle
0: Uh, This episode was written by Michael Hitchcock. Huh.
1: I can't. Yeah, I don't have any immediate associations with him.
0: Actor, writer, co-executive producer, joined the writing staff for season three. He also, he plays the guy who's the director of the Haverbrook School for the Deaf, the rival. rival. Yeah.
1: He was mm-hmm. also, yeah, he was on the Snicksmith thing.
0: Yes, he wrote "Mash Off," "Big Brother," "Ugh," <laughs> "The End of Twerk." But
1: so, what was it about this episode and him wanting to just make everyone as horrible as possible?
0: Mm, that's an excellent point. Maybe he just hates fat people.
1: Yeah. And people with Down syndrome, which, it's so horrible that of this episode, that was the least insulting insult.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Like, and not that Mm -hmm. it's not horrible, it's just that the other ones had, like, lengthy rants that went with them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And it goes on, I mean, it's not the only time that it's gonna happen, too. Oh, yeah. And no one stands up with her, stands Mm -hmm. up for her, like, no one shows up to say to kitty like you need to back the fuck off on marley she is the skinniest person in this fucking school
1: also like god if she did gain weight so fucking what so what like i know it's high school and people are cruel but like
0: yeah break the cycle
1: there are fat kids in high school too yeah i mean what yeah i know
0: what yes that was me hello hello Uh, me too me the weight gain the whole weight gain storyline is just bananas like don't don't end up like your mother like what (laughs) kind generous giving okay
1: holding a stable job that Mm -hmm. she seems to enjoy if not for the shitty little kids that are mean
0: to her working near her daughter to make sure that she's okay during the school like okay
1: so yeah, those those individual elements from three different storylines kind of killed the entire episode for me. hmm And what's left after that, like... Will Schuster? <laughs> he doesn't need to be insulting <laughs> for me to, like, be offended by him. Uh-huh. But we have the, the Will and Emma storyline where Will's leaving for a few months to, I don't know, single-handedly save the arts or something.
0: I... Could not believe that the storyline was still going. Yeah. Will he go off? Go. Oh my God, go. Just,
1: just leave. Just leave. Emma doesn't want to go. That's fine. It's a few months. Long distance relationships happen.
0: And Emma's totally right. Will does not respect her dreams. No.
1: Not at all.
0: Doesn't respect anything about you.
1: One of those moments where I'm like, maybe maybe Terry is what you deserved. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think anyone deserves. No. Him.
1: <laughs> no perry is flourishing in her life without
0: him she really is i liked beast's line of will loves you like a farmer loves a blue ribbon pig like yes as an object
1: yeah for what you can do for him yeah
0: as an object and And then (laughs) yes one that doesn't talk and earns prizes i'm glad emma finally was like i don't want to go to dc uh, and she was like, that's okay. We'll uh, we'll travel back and forth as if Emma doesn't have a stable job. Yeah. And then they'll get married. Like, you do know you can get married first and then do this. Like, you don't have to keep pushing it off unless you just don't want to get married.
1: Also, like, is it just me being not a romantic person or is three months just not a long time?
0: Three months is not a long time.
1: <laughs> I feel, I, it, when I think of what month it was three months ago, I'm like, what was, like, October? It mm-hmm. was yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yesterday.
1: That it's it's three months. You're not even high school students who feel like summer is a lifetime.
0: Emma will still be cleaning the bathroom by the time <laughs> he gets
1: back. Yes. He will have only gone through one case of hair gel by the yeah. time he gets back.
0: Not a big deal.
1: Will decides to go and Emma decides to stay. And I'm sad that Carl doesn't show back up to whisk her away. I know. But...
0: I'd like to think that he tried.
1: Yeah, maybe they had some late night meaningful
0: Mm -hmm. conversations. Yeah, I just kind of like rolled up on the motorcycle Mm -hmm. from uh, from the play and attempted to get her to jump on the back. Yep. Um, So they're boring. (laughs) Sick of them. We also have uh, Mike Mercedes showing up because we have to keep our paid actors um in the show yeah tina is not happy that mike has has shown up to choreograph the school musical because it's it's weird to see them post breakup i i guess
1: yeah they had very thin excuses for bringing them back Mm mm-hmm but I did really love Mercedes and Mike doing the song together. Yes. So I'll forgive it. A thin I,
0: excuse uh, is fine.
1: It's fine. <laughs> I'll I mean, take it. In a show like this... Yeah. Also, I I, I went to a like small high school, and mm-hmm. I will say previous students showing back up at school did happen fairly often, but like Glee had this thing where all those all the graduating seniors had to like go dramatic far places away, mm. mm-hmm. and I feel like that is what makes it unrealistic. Because like the people that would show back up at our at, at like my high school just you know went to the community college like right. down the street.
0: Well, remember in the world of Glee, community college doesn't count.
1: True. But yeah, yeah, like seniors don't stop having friends that are mm-hmm. a year younger than them always.
0: Yep. So I guess, you know, we have skipped over Teen Angel. Yeah. Um there's that
1: sad.
0: There's there's Blaine. And um obviously they assumed that Blaine would be auditioning mm-hmm. for Danny Zuko.
1: But, and he um, it would have been a perfect one if not for his excruciating heartbreak. His,
0: his deep, deep depression.
1: He stuck his dick somewhere he shouldn't, and now he's <laughs> paying the price.
0: He did stick his dick in a lighthouse.
1: Yes. <laughs> the lighthouse call back in this episode caught me off guard, and I did laugh. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> was so
0: that killed me. I was like, yeah. who did this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Blaine so, "Okay, so he says, you know, if I haven't slept. I've lost my appetite. And I don't even gel on weekends, which made me cry a little bit. You have got to let your hair breathe." Um, and then he talks about how he and Kurt, you know, have been making these plans, and that they're going to retire in Provincetown, buy a lighthouse, and start an artist community. And I was like, "What the, the fuck betrayal. is real? Is with the lighthouse?" <laughs> like did the writer of this episode look back at the other episode and think perfect a lighthouse or did, was it a coincidence that's what? the tie-in we need like what is this so i actually i'm tempted i gotta know i like i who, which is it is it a coincidence yeah. or were they like we're gonna get him with the lighthouse blaine Let's was get so on the show he's got some things to answer like in season four episode five at the uh, 2 minute and 35 second mark, you mentioned that Blaine and Kurt were going to buy a lighthouse. Is this a direct reference to the fact that Blaine cheated on someone with a lighthouse for a profile pic on a fake website? Did. Or did <laughs> he actually fuck the lighthouse? <laughs> or did he really just fuck a lighthouse? Like, what happened here? Yeah. What He's is with the lighthouse? Is it just because you think all gay men like phallic symbols? Like, what is going yeah. on here? Is it because I mean, it, it, it looks it like is- a dick?
1: It is the ultimate one.
0: What is happening? Why? Like, I didn't. And also, why do we never see these conversations between Kurt and Blaine? Yeah. Could we have never seen Kurt and Blaine in one of their rooms talking about Provincetown? Now we just got to hear about it after the fact. Hmm. Anyway. The lighthouse thing just killed me. Yeah. And then he sings Hopelessly Devoted to You.
1: I'm hopelessly devoted
0: His little Kurt scrapbook and his mustard pants—delightful. It
1: it's He is very aesthetically Blaine in this episode. It was
0: very. It was like strong uh, Blaine. It was yeah. str- Yes, it was. If someone had made a Blaine mood board and just filmed it, uh, maybe they did. Maybe the uh, casting or the. Um, wardrobe department would just put stuff on a board and they were like nope perfect done Hmm. um and his little like i don't think i'll be able to play the truth of danny zuko like oh jesus little shit get out of here um oh uh (laughs) maybe teen angel but probably not just crying through the whole thing loved it
1: oh so dramatic
0: such a little baby such a little drama queen loved yes. it so best best four minutes of the episode right there yes obviously because it's blaine and that's still what this podcast is all about um any other obviously Ryder and marley get sandy and danny because yeah. if the villains of the glee club got sandy and yeah. danny that would be weird
1: Oh, I did. I did have a little bit of trivia for this episode. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. For anyone listening, Glee went off of Netflix, I don't know, like a month ago. It's
0: really fucking annoying.
1: Yeah. So we have been downloading them from Amazon. Uh, yeah. And I was reading up on the episode like while I was watching it to take notes. And I found a bit of trivia that apparently, for some reason, on the Netflix stream... The part where it shows you who got what roles is cut out. Really? Yeah. So it was on our Amazon one. Yeah. But apparently Netflix removed that. Why? Yeah.
0: Are they hiding something?
1: Is there... I was going to say, I don't... Like, no reason was given.
0: Netflix truthers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Explain, Netflix. Explain.
0: Is there a secret cut where different people play the roles?
1: (laughs) Maybe. Um, Also... In the u k version, um like when the show aired in the u k, they cut out the slur that Finn used hmm. They just omitted that line. so to anyone watching it for the first time in the u k as it aired, that scene made no sense, huh because they didn't substitute it with anything. yeah, they just cut out Finn calling that and like Sue got up dramatically and walked out. That's funny <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you do you kind of have to put something in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, in the recap for the next episode, they left the line in, but like took the word out, hmm. so that people knew that there was something that he said that they weren't showing. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, that's a choice. Yeah. Um. This is the first episode that Rachel does not appear in. Like ever. Yeah. Huh.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I wonder if uh, Leah was sad to break her streak. There, isn't isn't Artie the one who was in the most episodes? Yeah. Or was it most episodes consecutively or something? Oh, I don't know. I, I think Kevin had some kind of record for that.
0: We'll have to ask a Glee spurt. Glee spurt. Ooh, that sounds gross. I don't like that. I take that back. Gleeks, yeah. I don't like Gleekspert. Ugh. Um. Do you have? I don't have anything else to say about this episode because it, I mean it's like that part was, one.
1: Yeah, that was kind of it.
0: Yeah, they'll do. They'll perform. Apparently, you only need a week to prepare for a musical. Yeah.
1: I mean, a bunch <laughs> of high schoolers with presumably full class loads can absolutely mm-hmm. learn a script. Yeah. And all their music and choreography in a week.
0: I guess we're assuming that everyone is just born um, knowing Greece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I was. Um, do you have a favorite song out of this episode?
1: Um, the Most emotionally impactful is definitely Hopelessly Devoted to mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say In terms of the song I enjoyed most um, Everybody Talks I find out that everybody talks Everybody talks Everybody talks It started with the whisper
0: I have definitely listened to everybody talks the most like that would have my most spins would be everybody talks. Um, what do you have any lines that stand out?
1: Yes. So I wrote down um, Kitty talking to Jake and her, I'm not as stupid as you look, which <laughs> is such a dumb insult, but literally made me laugh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she gets that one. That's the kind of horrible character I would like them to be. Not right. fat phobic rants. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's the like the best version of Sue. Yeah. When she's also,
1: funny. It's not a line, but showing the scrapbook oh. that, <laughs> that Blaine had. Like
0: scrapbook.
1: Like, fuck you, Glee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like i didn't ask for that yeah i did i did ask for that but i did i wanted it i didn't ask for it at the same time
0: i just kind of like i don't think i would be able to play the truth of danny suko <laughs> yeah so dramatic like oh. yeah i did actually kind of like the absolutely stunning kind-faced blue-eyed girl like when sue just cannot yeah. say anything mean about marley <laughs>
1: that was wonderful <laughs> i
0: wish I wish it wasn't directed towards a perfectly beautiful skinny white woman, yeah like it, it
1: would it would have been much nicer toward a different character.
0: Mm-hmm. It would have nice. I love
1: Marley too,
0: but yeah. still. it would be nice if it was directed towards a non white woman, yeah. but you know,
1: even someone like Jake, that would have been funny,
0: yeah, that would have been funny yep just Mm -hmm. can't
1: think of anything mean to say to jake so
0: Mm -hmm. um how's your uh or i guess we have the um kevin mcscale
1: i mean he was leading or co-leading the um casting with finn so yeah it's it's decent on the kevin mcscale yeah
0: he just doesn't have any songs
1: yeah and I do wish he had a song. Like, I wish he were in the play. Yeah, me too. Even though I know directing is his thing. So as a character, it makes sense. But...
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and how is our pain decks?
1: Oh, I mean... Uh, judging it standalone, pretty painful. Judging it as the episode that comes after the breakup. It's not as painful as that. I mean, it's
0: got to be on its own.
1: Yeah. I mean, does our pain decks go to 10? Is that how we do it? Yes.
0: I mean, we did do 15 for the last episode, yeah. but that <laughs> didn't...
1: <laughs> I'm going to say an 8. An 8. Yeah. yeah. For the scrapbook. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it gets too much more painful than Blaine's broken heart. Because even the next time Blaine has a broken heart, we've, we've all been through this before.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is true.
1: What about you? How are you feeling for the, uh,
0: (sighs) yeah. I'm feeling the same. I feel like Blaine sitting alone in their choir room in his little shoes looking Mm -hmm. at a scrapbook that I guess he brings to school with him.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: is, I mean, I guess maybe they just didn't have the set, his bedroom set built that day. Yeah. And everything was in the school. Um, would have been nice to have a different set for this episode. Um, but, you know, take what you can him, get.
1: Him walking um, through the football field didn't really hold any personal significance. It
0: didn't. That was super weird. I was <laughs> like, I guess we're in the football field where he doesn't spend any time.
1: Sure. I'm, he and Kurt maybe, you know, had memories there because oh, they're both Blaine, sports fans.
0: Blaine loves football. I love scarves. <laughs> Um but yeah, I mean Blaine definitely bears yeah. the brunt of this breakup.
1: I think. I, um, I think so, yeah.
0: And not that Kurt is heartless, but Kurt is heartless.
1: A little bit. I mean, Kurt is justifiably angry and hurt, yes. and I think anger is a lot easier to deal with than regret. Yes, definitely.
0: Mhm. Um so, and we're seeing Blaine's pain in this yeah. episode, um, and his big old sad little eyes. Um, so yeah, that, it hurts. It hurts. So yeah, I guess I, I'll settle for an eight.
1: What about I know. your, um, what did you like about the episode?
0: Oh, what do I like about the episode? Yeah. Um, man. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question.
1: So I think that their casting was actually pretty good. Yeah. Or I mean, for like in the episode, the casting for the show Greece, yeah,
0: the in the in show casting of yeah, Greece, the in show
1: casting mm-hmm. that we apparently never would have known about if we watched it on Netflix. We should <laughs> right.
0: You know, I would have loved to see who else in the school auditioned for Greece because apparently yeah. only the Glee club got
1: <laughs> yeah, hired. Oh, the other thing I liked was seeing Amber and um Harry yeah. back. even I mean, again, flimsy reason is fine. Mm-hmm. I just I like them. That's true. What did I like?
0: I mean, nothing. Mm, nothing's jumping not, out immediately. It's just the thing. Usually, there's one moment that's like, "Oh, I love that." Yeah.
1: Um, it's not the best episode. I mean, it's not the best episode. It's, it's not the worst in terms of like objectively horrible, but it yeah. had enough horrible things in it. Um,
0: offensive things. Yeah. In it. I mean, I did like Marley and Unique's growing friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how that plays out. I'm sure it has ups and downs and weirdness, but in this episode, at least I liked,
1: I hope it Mm. doesn't go the way of Kurt and Mercedes. Yeah. But I don't remember either.
0: I just don't remember. So I I worry about saying like, I like that they're friends. (laughs) Like in the next episode, they hate each other. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so in this, in this one, I like them to have them having, um, a relationship. Friends. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's uh that is part part 1 of glee yeah. knowing that really the the next episode here is the real the real musical.
1: Yeah. Um well it it's not
0: they're it's it. the continue of the musical. Yeah. Um So yeah, so thank you for listening. We will catch you next time. Um if you want to support the pod, you can find us on uh Patreon at glee on the rocks. No. Patreon.com slash Glee on the rocks. Um, You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and I guess Facebook. We don't, nothing, you know, it's all the same.
1: You're not going to find any groundbreaking information from us on Facebook. No, not at all. But our Instagram is very delightful. We like to think so.
0: Oh, TikTok. We're doing the the TikTok thing now occasionally. (laughs) We're trying.
1: We are are children children of the
0: generation <laughs> z we're, we're trying the tiktok thing i'm still trying to figure out how you like use different clips in the same tiktok i can't how figure that shit you, out
1: fellow kids
0: if someone wants to give us a tutorial <laughs>
1: <laughs> or just run uh, it for us
0: <laughs> yeah if someone else wants to do our tiktok yeah. for
1: us that would be great we will accept a social media specific team member yeah into our ranks
0: because sometimes I'm like, oh, this video and this song, someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And I'm tired. <laughs> so, so tired. It's um, very tiring. It is. It gets worse when you get older. Your days get shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. um, So yeah, so thank you for listening. We will catch you on the next one. And that is what you missed on Gleese part one. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes deep-diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.